0: A couple summers ago, we had a great idea. We were going to ride inner tubes down the Cocosin River in Mount Vernon, Ohio. And some of you listening just fell flat on the floor. LJ in the water? I know, it surprised me too. For my ghastly fear of water, I was actually excited to go. I must be changing. Even yesterday at Starbucks, I tried to order a Frappuccino and leave the coffee in. (laughs) I have no idea what's happening to me. But the lovely was excited. This was the day she's prayed for, the day I would actually like coffee. But they were out of frappuccinos at Starbucks, so I guess it wasn't my time. But that Saturday, we bought the finest inner tubes we could find on sale at Walmart, and we tied them together with nylon rope. The lovely Andrea, McKenna, Rayleigh, and I all each had an inner tube, and so did our cooler. We have priorities. We brought along snacks, drinks, and we even put our phones in little baggies. We knew what we were doing. Let the current have its way. It's going to be a good day. We got in the river by the bike trail. And I've ridden my bike down that trail scores of times. I know the river runs along the bike trail. And it does. But not for long. I did not know that. As the river passes the high school, it breaks up with the trail, and it winds away from the trail for mile after mile after mile. As we were merrily going along and minutes passed and then hours passed and what I thought would be a nice leisurely float down the river, I kept telling the girls, no, I'm pretty sure the bridge is right around this next bend. Okay, all right, the trail, it'll be right around the next curve. Okay, definitely the next curve. I had no idea we were nowhere, (laughs) nowhere near the trail. I kept dipping a trusty branch into the water to see how deep the water was, and most of the time the branch touched the bottom, but there were a few times it didn't, and that scared me. Then came the scariest part of the trip. We were walking the tubes through shallow water when the current picked up. The girls wisely jumped back in their tubes, but I could not get on mine. The river rose. It was at my waist, then at my chest, then near my shoulders, the current got faster. The water got higher. I was nearly running after the tube, but I could not jump in to get on, and I kept yelling out, "Hey, hey, hey guys, guys, I can't get on. Guys, guys. Andrea kept so calm. She said, just dive onto the tube. Just dive. I don't want to dive, but I really don't want to die. So I belly flopped onto the tube. And the current carried all five of us down the river toward an unmoving, unforgiving tree. That is not how I planned our summer Saturday. Hey, good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to Over the River and Through the Walls on Simplify. God had already called Moses to the top of the mountain where Moses met God. Then God called Moses home. God himself even buried Moses. Israel grieved for 40 days, then it was time to march and move forward. And Moses' trusty, loyal sidekick Joshua was now in charge. God led him and them right to the brink of an angry, overflowing Jordan River that would make the cacosing look like a stream. Crossing the river was a suicide mission. They would never get to that bountiful land of promise God promised them if God did not work a miracle for them. Joshua went through the camp and raided his marching million to cross the Jordan. And God told Joshua, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. Now that was comforting. Then the people told Joshua, as we followed Moses, we will follow you. (laughs) That was not so comforting. They didn't follow Moses that well. The priests moved to the front of the line. They stepped their toes into the Jordan River as they carried the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the presence of God on earth. And those mighty, angry, overflowing waters peeled back, and all Israel crossed the Jordan, just like their parents and grandparents crossed the Red Sea. That was amazing, but that was just the beginning. Now they were standing, staring at the fortified, double-redoubtable walls of one of the strongest cities in the Promised Land, Jericho. It's not always nice when you have to pick a fight with your new neighbors, and the first fight you pick is with the strongest. After Israel watched the flooded Jordan dry up, they were ready to follow Joshua anywhere. But when Joshua told them the battle plan against big bad Jericho, they started looking around for another Joshua. Maybe we got the right name, but the wrong guy. Because God told Joshua to tell Israel, here's how we're going to win this war. March. March into Jericho? No. March around Jericho. Do it once a day for six days. You will never find that strategy at West Point or at Coronado or in Annapolis or in Colorado. You'll never find that in any military academy. And they were to stay quiet the entire time. Nobody says a word. The priests blow the trumpets and the people march. Now, pray tell, how do you keep one million toddlers and teenagers quiet? as they march around a city once a day for six days. Then came the true test. God told them to march around Jericho for seven days, and on the seventh day, it was shh the whole day, all six times. But when they finished the seventh lap, the seven priests will blow their seven trumpets, the people will shout, and the walls will fall down flat. Does anybody in class have any questions? (laughs) Joshua had a few, but he didn't ask them. He just trusted. He trusted that the God who dried up the Red Sea and dried up the Jordan was able to fell the walls of Jericho. Day one, Israel marched. Jericho watched, ready for war. But Israel went back to their camp without swinging one sword or firing one arrow. Strange. Day two, Israel marched. Jericho watched. Israel went back to camp. Jericho wondered. Day three, Israel marched. Jericho looked down from the top of their wide walls and laughed. Day four, Israel marched. Jericho mocked. Day five, Israel marched. Jericho made marching jokes. Day six, Israel marched. Jericho didn't even bother to come out to watch. Day seven, Israel marched. And on the seventh time, around the seventh day, Joshua commanded the people to shout. They shouted for all they were worth. You could probably hear their shout all the way back in Egypt. And when they shouted, God felled those four-story tall, seven-feet-wide walls flat, and Israel's armed men climbed over the felled walls with swords swinging, and Jericho didn't know what hit them. After hundreds of years of hearing about the promised land from their great-great-great-great-great-great-grandparents all the way down to them, Israel was finally standing on the soil of the promised land. God worked two mighty miracles in quick succession. He dried up the mighty, muddy Jordan River, and he knocked down the mighty fortified walls of Jericho, and he did it for his people, who simply asked him what to do. He told them what to do, and they did it. If you're standing in front of a flooded Jordan River or an imposing Jericho wall, do what Israel did. Ask God what to do. Do what he tells you to do and then leave the heavy lifting and the heavy felling to him. I want to pray with you today. I want to pray you hear the same promise from God. Joshua heard, as I was with them, I will be with you. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're facing, whatever you're fighting, trust God. Do what he tells you to do, and he will do the rest. Lord Jesus, I pray right now, just as you were with Moses, just as you were with Joshua, just as you were with so many throughout scripture and so many in my life. Be with those who are hearing this episode. Those who are facing a Jordan River or a Jericho wall, whatever they're dealing with, whatever they're facing, God, you will fight for us. Help them, Lord, give them the courage to ask you what to do, the humility to ask you what to do, and then the courage and the obedience to do what you tell them to do. I'm asking you today, Lord, fight our battles for us. The ones we are too weak to fight, unwise to fight. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to do it. We don't have the strength to do it. I pray you would go before us and fight for us. And I give you praise. I give you thanks without reservation. I give it all to you, God. I love you. I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Simplify listeners. Thank you to everybody who said hello to me at North American Youth Congress in St. Louis this week. It was such a blessing to be able to see you and hear how Simplify has been a blessing to you. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, follow, like, notify, share, and let everybody else know what God is doing in your life and using Simplify in part to help do those wonderful things. I've got great news for you. I have I have held in my hand the first copy of Blessed R. It has been printed and it will soon be out and ready for everybody. If you would like a copy of it, you can get it very soon at PentecostalPublishing.com or you can pick it up at Amazon and it will also be recorded for Audible. That's the brand new book called Blessed R, A Practical Look at the Beatitudes. Of course, you can always get Simplify and Ten Words, the the book on the Ten Commandments. Both of those are available as well at same place, pentecostalpublishing.com and on Amazon. And if you use on pentecostalpublishing.com the promo code SIMPLIFY, you'll save 10% off your first order using that promo code. So be sure to do that. I do want to rejoice in all God did for us at North American Youth Congress. Over 33,000 apostolic Pentecostal, spirit-led, spirit-filled young people, youth pastors, pastors, adults, parents, all gathered in the dome at the America Center here in St. Louis and worshiped God together for three days. Thank you to everybody who made this event happen and made the event more than an event, but made it an experience with God. We experienced the glory of God. Thank you for NAYC. Next week, I want to share with you an episode called Two Women and a Tent Steak. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.